There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Good evening, good night at this stage I suppose we should say Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 Now, what, what's your name? Do you have a normal name? Like, uh, I don't know, what's John or a Mary or Bridie But um, it turns out that there's a lot of names that are going extinct it Turns out parents of new new children are not naming their kids certain names And they're going bye-bye and they're going away And they're going to die and never come back again Certain names, and maybe your name is going extinct which might make it a little bit cooler if no one has it. Or maybe it'll make you feel incredibly old. But um, what names are going out of fashion, Sergio? This is awful. Now, they're at risk of becoming extinct. Tragic. That's what they're saying. Tragic. There's been a 65% decline in names such as Kieran. No, that's a good Irish name. Amy. Dave. Uh, Gemma. What about poor Dave in the van? John and Rebecca. They're the names that are going out of fashion. Those three girls' names and three boys' names are going ex- at risk of becoming extinct. So what were the last names? Kieran, Dave and... John. Kieran, Dave and John are yeah. gone. They're gone. They're no more. Rebecca, Gemma, Amy. Now, I had a Rebecca, Gemma and Amy in my class growing up. You probably had a Kieran, uh, Dave and John. I had a Kieran, a David. Uh, was there a John? Maybe not a John. And I had a Gemma... And Amy, what was the other one? Rebecca. Rebecca. I thought Rebecca was a really nice, a timeless name. It's a beautiful name. name. No, no one is calling their kids Rebecca anymore. Names such as Albie, Theodore, Luna. Theodore. Isabel are all becoming very popular. Hang on, hang on. Theodore is a very, very posh name. It's a not? posh name, yeah. Theodore! The- you're, you're hearing Theo. Oh, okay. Theo, Theo Walcott, maybe. Theodore Theodore yeah is Theodore like French or it sounds very British it feels like you know an imperial name Theodore like you're a lord yeah you need to to have slaves and serfs and own a lot of inherit a lot of land from an indigenous people Fog Williams called her her son oh sorry did she Theodore did she not marry into royalty kind of she kind of did didn't she is her her husband not married connected to the royals he is well, they, they, point proven. I rest my case. You can rest your case, but I yeah. I just want to see where the roots of Theodore are. Hello, Theodore. Theodore is a strange one, but Albie, that's becoming quite popular. There's a lot of little boys never, called Albie. Yeah, I've heard it's not it a too. girl's name. Albie, no, boy's name, yeah. Luna. I have a cousin whose little girl is Luna. I know another Luna. Theodore's name, the ancient Greek name. Oh, it's a Greek name. And Isabel. Isabel's very popular. Isabel has been always around, though, for but, years. Like, I? I never knew an Isabel in school. Okay, no, there was no Isabel's in my year. It's definitely a younger name, isn't it? People are still calling their kids Isabel. A lot of people are calling their kids Saoirse now. 
which I love. It's obviously because of me, but sure, look, <laughs> I'll let them away with it. Let it slide. So come here, the lads' names, Dave, Kieran, and... John. Okay, if you are a John, a Dave, or a Kieran, can you drop us in a message? Just want to know how many yeah. John Kierans. And of course, and if you have had a baby recently, in the last 10 years, this is, they're saying in the last decade. These are the names that have come have, in and out of fashion, yeah. Dropped by 65%. If you have a, a son or daughter, 10 under, called Kieran, Dave, John, Amy, Gemma, or Rebecca, let us know. Yeah, if you're listening and you're part of the endangered species list, do get in touch. And will you, if you are pregnant, will you call your child one of those names? What, Theodore or Kieran? No, Kieran. Kieran. How are you, Kieran? Or John. Let's call him John. Do you know a name you, you don't hear, which is a very, very old name? Like, I would say Kieran is young enough, and John and David. See, we think it's young enough for us, but nowadays people aren't having babies calling their kids Kieran. I think they put more uh, more emphasis on the names. It's like it has to be cool and branding. You can't just go for a John anymore because no. they're like, will that look good on their Instagram account? Will that look good on their TikTok? We need to think long term branding here. And Theo just rolls off the the tongue a little bit better does it yeah can't have a normal John uh, other names that I think have gone out of fashion like really old names Rita you never hear a oh, kid yeah. being called Rita oh you wouldn't hear anyone being called Rita do you know anyone Bridie <laughs> like no will that come back into fashion though I did go to college after I left school I did a believe it or not a diploma in public relations who would have thought there was a girl my age called Rita in the class oh really so you're a bit old though I mean 47 is a good age for a reason 47 it's like 48 I'm only 32 anyway she was 32 called Rita which I found strange at the time Rita Rita it's just a real Elwin name that gives out to you yeah Rita would give out to you I think what are the other names you don't hear people called anymore like what about your granny's name like Margaret see my granny had the nicest most beautiful name ever right now she was from Artane she it sounds really posh but she absolutely was the opposite of this Phyllis no, that's a cute name. My granny was called Rosaline Penrose. Rosaline Penrose. Isn't that a lovely rosy name? Rosaline, Rosaline Penrose. Penrose. And yeah. Theodore. Oh, how lovely. Royalty. Doesn't it sound really posh? She used to love that it sounded posh. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was it? Rosaline? Penrose. Rosaline Penrose. Yeah. Wow. That just sounds very, very posh. It should be an episode of The Crown of Bridges. Doesn't it? Allow me to introduce to you Lady Rosaline Penrose. Yeah, she was one of one of From seventeen kids. Seventeen kids sleeping in the same room. Like Sorry, she was. What? Pro- yeah, she was. Sorry, what? She was. Say that again. How many did she have? Seven. Th- she didn't have seventeen. She's one of seventeen kids. She had sixteen brothers and sisters. She did. Yeah. From the same mom and dad. From the same mom and Would dad. Would you shut up? Yes. I don't believe that. She wasn't. Um, Six, she she wasn't living kids. the life, let's put it that way. 17 she, kids and, and two, so there was 19 in that one family. 19 in that one no, family. There now, wasn't. there obviously was big gaps between them, but, you know, their toilet was outside in a little shed thing, she said, for years, like, while she was still a teenager. Her mother must have just been firing the babies firing out. Firing the babies out, yeah. What? Yeah. 19 in a family. Rosaline Penrose. <laughs> you just wouldn't put it together, That's would you? That's to piss in. <laughs> Never. Out the back. Wow. Yeah. Madness. Wow, 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 wow. But that was back, I mean, if she was alive today, she'd be 90, 93, 92. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Let us know if you're on the extinction list. And, uh, you know, what What are your naming your kids? If you had a kid in the last while, what did you go for? Ent new or ent old? Anyway, here's Justin Bieber. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Peaches, it's called. It's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104. Talking about... 
your name might be going extinct. Turns out that over the last 10 years, there's been a, a steep, sharp decline in names, certain names. That babies are not being called anymore. The three lads' names are... Three lads' names you're not going to find in 2021. Babies called Kieran. Babies called Dave. Babies called John. Although Dave is such a cool name to call your, your yeah, baby. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because like, you could cute it up and make it Baby Davey. You know what I mean? You add baby a Y Davey. into it and that'll be fine. But like, just Dave. All right, Dave. Dave baby. and he's Meet my mate Dave. Aww. He's my baby. All right. <laughs> Dave is a bit, bit of a lad's name. Uh, Kieran, Dave and John, did you say? And John. And then girls' names, Amy, Gemma and Rebecca. If you are an Amy, if you're a Gemma, if you're a Rebecca, you are part of a dying breed because uh, people aren't using those names anymore. Your name isn't cool anymore, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I mean, it might come back around, but at the moment, no, it's not cool. Yeah. So, uh, Albie, Theodore, are people naming chipmunks? Now, now, Al. <laughs> In fairness, Albie... Okay, Theodore's not a chipmunk name. Isn't it? No. Is Albie? Albie is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Albie the chipmunk. Yeah. Theodore chipmunk. It's definitely, it could definitely be a cartoon one. Definitely. Um, all right. Message in here now through WhatsApp. Paul, what's the story? Call my son Miles. Surname is Gyogen. I think that's the correct way of saying it. And it sounds like a jazz player. I love the name Miles. My dad's wife wanted to call her son, oh. their son, Miles. <laughs> and unfortunately, my surname is Long. And Miles Long was not going to happen. That would have been so funny. But that was her name. Imagine having a name that you always wanted to call your child and you just can't because the surname, surname just ruins it. Ruins it. Yeah, he would have been bullied for life. My old guy manager was Miles. And he was a character. You know what I mean? If yeah. Miles, I'd never name him Miles because he was just hilarious crack. Amazing crack. Too and much. Very intense. Loved his guy. Like, just insane. The type of uh, fella that would drive down the road and there'd be short two or three players and just start getting random lads off the street. Do you play a guy? Do you get in the back of the car now we drive? Oh, right, okay. So 100% dedicated guy, man. Ridiculous. Fair play to him. Oh, fair play to him to the point. Back in the day, he used to have this Nissan Sunny and a 15 of us fit in the one car in like an old 1990 or 89 Sunny. A full wow. team driving an hour down the road back before people gave too much of a crap. But the worst thing I remember happened to him is championship match, only like an under 16s or minor championship match. And a few lads were down the gale tucked. And they were like, well, we can't play. Cause he's like, don't worry about it, I'll collect you. So he drove from Dublin all the way over to the back arse of nowhere in Connemara to pick up the lads and drove them all the way back to play the match. The match was cancelled. Oh, God. Poor man. Poor man, wow. indeed. Right, so, yeah, they're kind of the, the names that you're not hearing anymore are those other names that you don't hear a lot of, I would say. Are people calling their kids Brendans anymore? Do you get any more Brendans? You don't tend to get a Brendan, no. No more Brendans, no more Ritas, no more Peggies, no more Phyllises. No, I do know a Phyllis, yeah, but she's 70 odd. Oh, really? Yeah. She was my old neighbour, yeah, she's about 70 now. She was Phyllis. Phyllis in. Thanks very much. Uh, okay, if you're one of the extinct names, if you're Kieran, if you're John, if you're Dave or an Amy, Rebecca and Gemma. Yeah. You're on the extinction list. Give us a shout out or just drop us in a message and we'll, we'll add you to the extinction list. Is there any extinct people listening to us tonight? Or if you have a baby called any of those names, let us know. Yeah, because they're going out of uh, out of fashion fairly fast. Still to come on the show, a sex barometer, a climax barometer for women. Very bold. That's on the way shortly as well. We'll also have music from Julie. But Calvin Harris, One Kiss. Now, though, Ed Sheeran, Afterglow. Definitely for You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104.
Afterglow with Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Um, message in there, just chatting about the kind of names that are falling out of popularity. If you're a fella and your name is Dave, Kieran, or John, no one likes your name anymore, unfortunately. If you're a woman and your name is Amy, Gemma, or... Rebecca. Sorry, Rebecca. Mm. That name has gone out of fashion as well. Uh, I would say Karen will be gone nowadays too. I mean, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, you can understandable. You couldn't call your baby Karen unless she was a grumpy hoss. <laughs> you like renamed it, it after two years. You're yeah. like, actually, you're a big moan. If she was a moany baby and two-year-old, maybe it might suit her. Yeah. Because if you are called to Karen, then you're more likely to go and complain. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not a bad one. I mean, is Ashling would be the Irish version of a maybe vanilla. An Ashling, yeah. Still a nice name, though. I like the name Ashling. Yeah, Ashling's a lovely name, yeah. But, you know, is that going to fall out of favour now because people are such an Ashling? And I always wonder as well, where where did the Karen thing come from? I don't know where it came from. And I have a cousin, Karen. Mm. She was never a Karen. She's as quiet as a mouse, really nice, yeah. gentle person. So she's so not the Karen person that I am made out to believe is this, yeah. you know, you know, the Karen haircut and all the rest of it. Like, <laughs> she's just not that type of person at all. So I used to always go with the... Uh, what's the other name that, that's been flung around the other Karen and it's not Ashling. I've never heard of another it's just a Karen or a, a Meg no it's not just a Karen you're I such a Karen she's, she, I don't know if there's another there is a, one there is a, I'll get back to you on that one but I used to use a different one but now my, my brain is fogged with Karen oh I know which one you used which one I know exactly which one you used yeah I remember now you used to use it as well Say it. No, I know exactly what it is. Oh, it's going to yeah, annoy me now. I know. Because I think Karen is more English-Irish, but is it American? No. I know. I know what it is. I call my cat it, for God's sake. Now, I Susan. call my I call my cat after Susan Boyle, so that was separate, but she is such a Susan. Such a Susan. Susan and Karen, yeah, pr- pretty same. And pretty Susan, similar. to me, is the complainer, but I think that's more Americanized. Yeah. They call it the Susan coming in to yeah. complain. Yeah. I wonder where the Karen came from, though. And there must have been several really annoying Karens that were aggro and went expo- mm. or expressed them online. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I don't know either. Because it's, it's not a bad name. It's not an annoying name. The great mystery of where the annoying Karen came from. There's a Netflix series in that somewhere. Uh, anyway, still to come on the show, uh, Dr. Nan Wise will be on talking about this uh, Climax Rater. A G-scale for climaxing for women. That'll be on the way shortly. I won't have music from Julie, but Calvin Harris and One Kiss, it's on the way next. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. I, I'm not sure if anyone cares about the Eurovision really anymore. We're not in it, unfortunately. We, we didn't get through the first semi-final. The second semi-final has taken place this evening. And 10 countries went through. Switzerland, Greece, Finland, Iceland, Portugal, Moldova, Bulgaria, Serbia, Albania. But here's the shocking one. San Marino got through now I don't know if you've ever been to San Marino I drove through San Marino once on a football tour back in the day and it is uh, how do you describe San Marino it's one of those it's a, it's technically a country but it's a tiny little state it's like the Vatican you know what I mean tiny yeah. little state within a state where is it between Spain and where is San Marino between Spain and Portugal Spain and France okay what's your point what I'm saying is that they're like the size of Blanche and they got through and we didn't this is what I'm saying they're, they have a tiny tiny population and it's a little bit annoying that a, a, t- a town tiny little San Marino place got through and Ireland didn't I know you know we're small and all the rest but I'm not sure about who we put forward this year that was a great song 
Was it though? Solid. Solid. But it obviously wasn't solid. It's not what they wanted. <clears throat> I don't know what's. I think they prefer a little bit weirder and wackier stuff. You know. Yeah, I don't, I think I d- we're too vanilla for them. Maybe, maybe I didn't see like some of the song names: "Loco Loco" from Serbia, "Karma" from Albania, "Sugar," "Love Is on My Side," "Adrenalina." That was a San Marino song. "Last Dance," "Dark." Ah, uh, just, just don't know. See, I think we need to change it up a bit. Oh, that was semi-final two qualifiers, semi-final two non-qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, Denmark. Too. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And get through. Anyway. Anyway. Well, we anyway, can always anyway. try again. We will try again next year, and a few people did suggest that you know, Saoirse should have gone through, and maybe you should next year you could represent uh, Ireland with. Touch me in still can you just play the? No, 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 we can't. We, we can't do that. Or maybe you know we could put your Clontarf song in here. But listen, this is going to be um, our suggestion. I believe the entry is actually the official entries for the country start about six months time. Okay. So we could get working on actually putting together a Eurovision song. For me alone. No, you, no, no, no. you want to do a double act? Of course, of course. Ooh, I'm not sure if I want to. Of do course, that. you know what? Touch me that doesn't Once get that bad without my help. People right? ask for that to be the ringtone. <laughs> we sent that to multiple people. Uh, also, can I just say, whenever you were on, people forgot that you were on. No, they, they never asked they for those it. songs. They, and then they loved it. when we teamed it. up um, and you gave me two lines, they hated it. But let's, when you gave me. Yeah, whatever. No one asked for that. This is, the, this is the most downloaded song. That's the most watched. Oh, the Cabra one, which you're not in either. But anyway. Um, I don't no. think that's true. It's just you clicking on nope. it a hundred times. No. Nope. Uh, also. Let's get down. Let's get down. Fingers. Our latest one. Yeah. Yeah. Now that. That took the biscuit. Listen, this is our submission for the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 for Ireland. I don't know if any of the heads who select these songs are listening. Now, this was recorded twice. The first time you gave me four lines. The second time you let me have my say. And yeah, the second time, yeah. this time, it was much better. I don't know if it was much better. It was definitely different. So this is a remix of Mark McCabe's Maniac 2000. It's a Dublin pandemic song for 2021, if you haven't heard it before. Uh, I think we will put this forward this year for the Eurovision Song Contest, right? So, 
Here it is. Enjoy. This is epic. I think this is going to be a Eurovision winner for uh, 2022 here in F104. Ah, here. Can't believe you do this anymore. Haven't got me bitten over a year now. At this stage, I've sealed back up. Ah, screw this. I'm going to bomb down the M15 and get me tits done. She smashed across her laptop that night. She was stressed of Zoom. She was a sexy lady. She wants a man in her room. How would she get him? How would she know when all the Netflix and Tony said no? She'd enough for that shite. She was in for a fight. Stand by. Locked in the gap for the year 2021. Here on 2020. Poxy COVID, yeah. Load me who? Sneak, 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 it's pandemic. Listen, I'll just meet him the once. I'll wash my hands and everything. And get him to disinfect his willy. Hang on, Leo's back on the box talking, yak. There we are up to hold firm, and we all we, we, we all have to believe, and we are with you. And uh, if, if we do get through this next phase, I won't get my nipples out in the park again. Shut up, you tick. She smashed across her laptop that night, she was stressed of Zoom. She was a sexy lady, she wants a man in her room. How would she get him, how would she know when all the Netflix and Tony said no, she'd enough for that shite. She was in for a fight. She said, screw this. Hold the cans on the new pram. Go for a walk with the mask in the left hand. It's me and I'm outside with 5K. Are you ready now? Sketch to the guards now. Lockdowns, they have no meaning. Are you ready now? Stop with the madness. On a party night to you. Where are the Porterloos? Are we serious now? Who disapprove? I'm pulling me cacks right up in the air. And just one simple question to ask you. Can I use your jacks? Because I'm about to piss myself. Tough time there now for everyone. Girls just want to get their hair, tan, boobs done. Except it's a poxy pandemic. It's a pandemic, pandemic at your door. And she's riding. And she's riding like she never rode before. All together now. Anymore. I'll just meet him the once. I'll wash my hands and everything. I'll get him to disinfect the At this stage, I've sealed back up. It's a pandemic, pandemic at your door. And she's riding. And she's riding like she never rode before. All together now. I think it could be an improvement on this year's entry and has a good chance of qualifying for the Eurovision next year. Do you think the Swedes would know what we're going on about? Or uh, I think they'd be blown away. I think their mind would be blown. This is definitely a Europop kind of thing. I think they'd love it. Scandinavians mad for this kind of... Crazy disco techno, yeah? 
played in the nightclubs. I'm riding on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, crazy riding on the dance floors. So we might put that in for a Eurovision Song Contest next year representing Ireland. With your support, we might even make it happen. And it, we, we can't do any worse than we've been doing for the last number of years anyway. Sherlock, uh, let us know if you want us to put that forward. Any other suggestions, you can get in touch and let us know. Uh, on the way next, Dr. Nanwai is explaining about a G-scale for women. Yeah. Do we need to say any more? Beautiful. Don't think so. That's on the way next year on F104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. You've probably heard of the Richter scale, the old uh, thing for measuring earthquakes and how much damage they can do. But is there anything to measure the shaking pleasure that you experience or don't experience in the bedroom? There's a new thing after being coined, invented and developed called the G scale. It's an interesting piece of... I don't want to say technology. It's an interesting piece of information that maybe will benefit you in reaching new levels of pleasure to explain a little bit more about how and why it was developed, how it can benefit you, maybe your other half. Joins us now is a sex neuroscientist, sex therapist, author of the book Why Good Sex Matters, Dr. Nan Wise. How are you? I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you both. I'm always interested in talking about anything related to sex. Um, What exactly is this that you have created, developed or looked into? What we've created is a tool to help women explore their sexual experiences. So we ask them questions about how they like to be stimulated, what's the quality uh, and satisfaction of their orgasm. And they get feedback developed by me based on my research about how they can expand their pleasure zones. So what they can implement to be able to create more sexual pleasure without striving to have an orgasm, because that's like the worst thing you can do. You don't want to strive to a bigger, better orgasm or even an orgasm at all. It's really about understanding how our sexual selves work and learning how to work them better. So this was based on research that I did that mapped the projections from the various genital places for women. And we also did the same thing for men. And what we discovered, which makes sense based on the anatomy, because they're all, all these different regions are served by different nerves. Like the, for example, the clitoris versus the internal vagina. Well, the vagina is internal anyway, but anterior wall of the vagina, the cervix, the nipples, which we don't consider often as genitals, but they all wire into the same place in the brain that I've termed, I call it's called the general sensory cortex, but I call it the brain's crotch. And it's actually tucked in right between the two hemispheres. So the more different inputs that you get from the various genitals, the more you get overlapping and bigger activation in this ground zero for our receiving pleasurable sensation. And this actually is true of men too, although the G scale is not designed for men, men can expand their pleasure by expanding how many different zones they get activated. And the other piece of it, which I think is the biggest lead story of my dissertation research, is that using your mind to focus on sensations and to imagine pleasurable stimulation can light up your brain like an orgasm. So we want to help women learn how to navigate increasing and expanding the different zones that they're getting stimulation. 
and using their minds to be in the moment, to be receiving the sensations, maybe even fantasizing if they want to, but tuning the mind into the body channel. So this G, this orgasm G scale, which has been developed, I'm, I'm having a quick look at it here. I know it's obviously an outline. It starts off at level magnitude one, two, three, four, five, and then G plus, which I imagine is an earth shattering experience you have in the bedroom. But can you explain maybe um, what would be a magnitude one on the orgasm G scale? Well, a magnitude one would be maybe a woman masturbating by just kind of manipulating the the external clitoris and having her mind maybe be distracted. So it's just one zone. It's the inputs from the pedendal nerve. I'm getting a little technical here. Going into the genital sensory cortex. And if your mind is not actually on the sensations, then you're not going to have probably as fulfilling or enjoyable experience, whether or not you have an orgasm. Orgasms are almost kind of like not the point. It's experiencing the pleasure. So that would be a one. Would you like me to go to the, the top? Oh, please take us through. Yeah. So the highest level would be where a woman is receiving inputs from the clitoris, the vagina, also the G spot, which is not a spot, by the way, it's the clitoral urethral vaginal complex, which is the anterior wall, the belly side wall of the vagina. If you get stimulation there, you're pushing up against the female prostate and the internal clitoris. So then you're getting all those other inputs, plus a bit of nipple stimulation, which goes right to the same place, and a mind that's in the experience. So that all of those inputs, it's really more of kind of expanding the inputs. So like if I, th- I think of it more as kind of going more expanded from just the clitoris and your mind not really being there to all these different delicious sensory inputs from your genitals and your nipples, which are wired that way in both men and women, although not everybody, not men, men don't always experience it as erotic. But it's like learning how to play all the different keys on our instrument. I love this so much. This is really cool. So can you, you know, sometimes when you're having sex, there's certain positions that they just don't, not that they don't feel good, but you're not feeling the same kind of pleasures as you would in other positions. So can you track this? Yes, you can. And what I would say is if women are not really all that keen on whether they know where their G-spot or the Mm. CUV is, the curve is a specially designed vibrator that's meant to really hit that note and it does a good job about it. So by just practicing it, and a a neuroscientist, we like to say that neurons, which are the cells that fire together, wire together. And the reason why I think women are more challenged, at least sometimes with finding their way to the orgasm or the, the sexual pleasure, in addition to all the other cultural things and, you know, the the stuff that goes along with being a woman is that we're not masturbating or learning how to play our instruments as, shall we say, enthusiastically as men do. So when you use the curve to really like pair that that stimulation and get the body to get used to getting the inputs from that area, it may make it more likely that you'll be aware of that area. And that you will be able to position yourself. For example, one of the best positions for getting that nailed, as it were, with sex and and intercourse is when the woman lies on her belly and it's kind of like a flat doggy style. So, you know, if you, it's kind of like really pushes up against 
the anterior wall, the belly wall of the vagina, the, the wall that faces the belly and presses upon that what's the paraurethral glands, which get all engorged. It's the female version of the prostate and also the legs, the, the um, internal clitoris is there too. So it's the CUV, clitoral urethral vaginal complex. And oh boy, that's lots of fun. Do women, and I know it might be slightly difficult to measure, but do women experience better orgasms than men? Well, I think I would know a little bit about that as a woman, but I've never been a man who had an orgasm. So it's hard to say. I will say having, you know, we've done pretty much the the uh, biggest uh, sort of uh, research into the, the orgasm brain. My experience is that women's orgasms are longer in general now. Also, I've studied women, the brains of, of women who have multiple orgasms. I think women have incredible capacity for sexual potential. And I think men do as well. But I think one of the things that, you know, until we know what's possible as women and that we realize that even if our, it might be a little bit harder for us at first to find our way to orgasms, guys, they can find it pretty quickly. Usually, you know, the penis is an Audi. It's kind of hard to miss, <laughs> as I like to say. So I think we, you know, as women, I think we have incredible sexual potential. I will tell you, contrary to what you hear, like you think, oh, menopause, it's time for women to sexually retire. The, I had a I had a research participant who donated two orgasms in a row in my lab who was 74 years old. She was fabulous. She had one orgasm by stimulation herself and the other one, her partner had to reach into the scanner, no easy feat. And this woman who actually was never kind of developed sexually until she got a divorce after her kids left, she's bloomed into this amazing sexual creature. So I think it's really important for people in general to know pleasure is not a luxury, it's a necessity for well-balanced emotional brain as I write about in my book, and that the kind of pleasures that I call healthy hedonism are the things that we get that feel good and are good for us. So masturbation can be really good for us. Having sex with people who we have nice connections with can be really good for us. So it's about really using our bodies in a way that promotes healing and well-being. And okay, as you said, guys' organs on the right side, you know, it's kind of easy for them to maybe come. But girls, a lot of my friends would find they don't orgasm. They don't really have regular sex if they're not orgasming. They couldn't be bothered with it. I've never had this problem, but I just don't understand how we differ in that regard. Surely everyone can orgasm. Yes, we're pretty much wired in and we're not the only species that orgasm. Even mice and rats, females have orgasms. But to make a long story short, there really has been something called the sexual recession, which was going on before the pandemic, where younger people are having less and less sex and even some older people. And I think it has to do, and it's a big part of why I wrote my book about the inability for people to experience pleasures in and out of the bedroom, because we're hijacked by a certain kind of lifestyle where we're not really in the moment, we're not really connecting with each other. So I think this is part of the plight of what we're seeing in young people who aren't embodied, who aren't exploring connection with themselves and each other. And, you know, we can still get a lot of messages that, you know, it's okay to be sexual, but not too sexual. So, you know, my, my students at college and, you know, we're in the States, it's supposedly 
supposedly. It's a lewd prude nation. America is quite the case. But, you know, the girls tell me in my classes, the young ladies, about how they get shamed with a body count if they have more than one or two, three lovers where guys are celebrated. Mm -hmm. So we have a big disconnect between kind of blessing female sexuality and kind of seeing it as a wonderful experience for for a fully full development. You mentioned there about obviously the benefits of having a healthy sex life for your for your mental health and your emotional well-being and that it's it's good to have sex with like like-minded people. Were, were you talking about having sex with like where do you stand on polygamy versus um you know being with the one partner for the rest of your life? Do you think trying more from the menu might be beneficial and has monogamy ruined us in ways? Well, that's a great a great uh, question. I'd like to make this distinction between polygamy and something like polyamory. Polygamy is where there's multiple wives and only and, and one husband. You know, I think everybody's wired different. There's some people who are absolutely happy to be with one partner. Now, in terms of monogamy, I think it's fair to say that we're not lifelong monogamous. People usually date around and have a couple of sexual partners and then partner and may not stay with that partner for life. I think that everybody needs to find what works for them. And I think it's, you, you can have a perfectly wonderful life with one partner till death you part, you know, you part, or you, there are people who do what's called responsible non-monogamy, where they're upfront and very clear about communicating with the people that they have intimate relationships with that may include sexuality. So different strokes for different folks. Yeah, because maybe that, like when I think about people that aren't maybe having a lot of sex, it's this whole kind of social norm to get married, to settle down, to buy a house, but maybe not necessarily compatible in the in the long run. Well, you know, I think and one of the things that takes up a lot of my time, I love working with helping people find sort of had a balance what's out of balance in their core emotional systems where they might be a little bit more anxious, a little bit more depressed that gets in the way of their connecting, you know, with other people and, and having a kind of life that really the relationships, the people need tools. So most of my practice is really about helping people learn. Like I write in my book, how to operate their brain minds better and how to partner with other people better. And that really is a whole lot of fun. It's a joy. If, if you've just tuned in, we're chatting to Dr. Nan Wise about the, the G-Scale, which is a new orgasm G-Scale, helped to kind of uh, improve your experiences inside the bedroom, especially if you're a, a woman. Um, and before we let you go, because thanks for giving up your time tonight, we appreciate it. We could literally talk about this for, for hours. What one tip would you have for, for you know, maybe this woman listening now who'd love one small little tip that she could use to apply to her own sex life or to just improve slightly? her orgasms. That's a great, a great idea is to kind of tune into the body channel more and be kind of attuned to, we have thoughts in our minds, we have emotional weather, and then we have these bodies that we, if we embody and we pay attention to sensations, whether it's when we're having sex or whether we're connecting with other people, we're going to be a lot more present. And that's where the fun is. And if your listeners have any questions or want to book a free 15 minute meeting with me, they can go to my website, 
AskDrNan.com. Doctor, spell that with all the letters. Well, listen, uh, Dr. Nan Wise, an absolute pleasure. Ton of uh, gold and important information there. As you said, AskDrNan.com if you want a little bit more information on that. And her book, Why Good Sex Matters, is available from all your usual book places at the moment anyway. But listen, uh, Doctor, thanks a million for popping on F104 tonight. Thanks for having me. This is a whole lot of fun. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.